What's up, everybody? This is Zach and Amy with Be a Light. We hope that your week is going fantastic. Yes. Before we jump into the episode, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. Yes. It's available everywhere. Subscribe to it and go ahead and rate it. It helps get it seen by more people, which we're all about spreading the word. Yeah. And so help us out there. If you watch it on the video side of things, uh, share it with people that you love. Share it and all that good stuff. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of really positive feedback from you guys. and just, mm -hmm. um, But we'd love to hear your response here and talk with you guys and know who is... Who's He's listening watching. to us? Because yeah, um, we want it to be a two-way conversation. We don't want to just talk at you. We want to talk with you um, and know what you think about the stuff that we're talking about. Um, <coughs> so what's your verse? Mine, um, it also came from a Bill Johnson message. Um, his messages have just been such a huge they've just had such a huge impact on myself mm -hmm. and Zach um, <laughs> excuse me but um, one of the first messages that I listened to I was just getting back into just I, hearing God's word and just wanting as much of it as I possibly could <coughs> um, actually found Bill Johnson through a woman named Havila Cunnington. If you haven't heard of her, go listen to her. But um, he, he taught this message on Isaiah 54. Um, he kind of did segments of it. I'm not going to talk about the whole thing, but um, it's this really um, interesting analogy <coughs> um, about having joy in the aspect of worship mm -hmm. and this is kind of talking about like singing in worship but I mean worship is not just when we sing in church you know whatever um, in our homes or anything but it's that active choice in everything that we do is an act of worship yeah. and it's just um, but but this is this is kind of an analogy um, with that I'm just gonna read um, I usually read the New Living Translation, but I like this in the New American Standard Bible. <coughs> um, so this is Isaiah 54, starting in verse 1. I'm going to read down to verse 5. Shout for joy, O barren one, you who have borne no child. Break forth into joyful shouting and cry aloud, you who have not travailed. For the sons of the desolate one will be more numerous than the sons of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent, stretch out the curtains of your dwellings, spare not. Lengthen your cords, strengthen your pegs, for you will spread abroad to the left, to the right and to the left, and your descendants will possess nations, and will resettle the desolate cities. Fear not, for you will not be put to shame. And you will not feel humiliated, for you will not be disgraced. But you will forget the shame of your youth and the repro reproach of your widowhood. You will remember no more. For your husband is your maker, whose name is the Lord of hosts. 
and your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel, who is called God of all the earth. Now, there's a lot of stuff in there, <coughs> but the biggest thing is um, this analogy of um, shout for joy, sing, O barren mm-hmm. one, you who have not had a child. And it's this idea of praising God in all circumstances, praising Him even before things happen. Yeah. Um, I think. <clears throat> As far as like modern, more modern compared to the Bible, like analogy of that to me, one of the most beautiful things is um, the African-American community. Mm-hmm. When I th- just thinking about it makes me emotional. But um, if you know anything about um, spirituals, uh, the yeah genre of like spirituals and um the roots of like gospel music um (coughs) african slaves um before they were emancipated um here in america out in you know out in the fields it was like they would create these songs and it was songs about being free before they were free Mm -hmm. and like (laughs) and i think even now looking at um churches that are associated with people who are african-american um and the whole like gospel um community that is predominantly (coughs) african-american there is such an amazing um culture of just exuberant praise and worship and because they're still experiencing oppression mm-hmm. even after being freed even after the civil rights movement like i mean we've seen it in the news in the last few years like there's still been oppression this isn't you know a <coughs> a racist or a, a racial yeah. discussion or anything but it's the example of like they're still praising and worshiping for freedom for freedom and <laughs> Like that is the most be- one of the most beautiful things, um, and I've I've I feel privileged to be able to have sung some of those things like through school and things like that, and just learning more about it. It's something that really touches me. But that that to me that's kind of a modern analogy, and it's um, what it's talking about here is um, even before you have a child, sing and give a joyful noise and. Um, I like getting into my Hebrew and my Greek. Um, and the words here, talking about a joyful noise and singing, um, joyful noise um, is the Hebrew world word um, sahal. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, <coughs> and it it's this joyful expression that means to gleam, to be cheerful, to cry aloud, to bellow, to rejoice, to shine, to shout, to lift up. It's very expressive. It's mm-hmm. very um, visible. Yeah. Um, and Not just a <coughs> hallelujah. Yeah. I mean, when the words bellow and cry aloud are in the same description with um, to gleam and be cheerful, rejoicing, that is, they seem like oxymorons, but they really fit together. And this was something that really just rocked my heart whenever I heard this message because 
it really taught me how to worship again. And you can ask Zach, like, I, <clears throat> and I, I still have times when I need to do this. Um, it's usually in the car when we're singing together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know the other day I had to do this when I got home, but, um, I went through this period of time where God was reteaching me how to worship and just how to be vulnerable with him and just crying out to him. And like, there were times when, um, that would mean singing out loud. There were times when that meant crying. (laughs) That's time. There's times when that meant dancing. Um, and I know some people may think that that's super weird. And it was just me like in my own house, like here in the apartment and so there were times like Zach would like come home from work or whatever and or out of the studio <laughs> or yeah just he was in here working on stuff in the studio and I would be in the bedroom just like on my knees and or dancing that that was or dancing ma- majority like a... of the time it was dancing. <laughs> um and this was before I like rededicated myself so I was just kind of like I was like, <laughs> I would just like leave the room. But I mean, like you still respected it. I did. And I let still me like do it. my thing, but it was like this is weird, and that is, it's definitely a reflection of how people look at that kind of worship mm-hmm. because they don't get it. Like, no, they don't. <laughs> they don't get it, and like until. I rededicated myself and like you you doing that sort of worship opened up and put the right like spirits in the house like you know and <clears throat> no no it, it you put God in the house yeah. like it was like everywhere and I remember one day like it was after church we got here and we were having a disagreement (laughs) and i was like all it is is jesus all the time (laughs) and you looked at me and you're like you better get used to it (laughs) and i you know i i'm thankful that you had joy with it and that you are showing like what god really wants us to do yeah you know i gotta brag on my wife every now and then okay i mean and I didn't always handle it the best way because it was frustrating. It was like, I get this. Why don't you get this? But it was like having to remember, you know, there was a time when I wasn't right with God. And <clears throat> I think the moments when it was like I spoke in love and mm. was like, I don't want you to miss out on this because this is changing my life and it's doing this amazing thing. Like that is what I think made that connection and it taught me how to speak more in love but that i mean that's kind of a sidebar and maybe we can talk more about that some other time jumping back into joy (laughs) uh there was we were watching something at mom and dad's today and it was like like a rapture thing and it was like all these people like getting raptured and And, like i just started laughing i was like well thank the good (laughs) lord i don't have to worry about that anymore like i just like (laughs) the joy was there because i know i'm not getting left behind that was one of the things i was worried about for a very long time like 
every now and then I get this weird sense and I'd call up mom or Nana and be like, hey, <laughs> you know, and just be like making sure that hey, the rapture didn't happen. <laughs> I don't know how that has to do with, I guess, having I was, the joy that I was you know. joy that now yeah. that I, I know that I'm going to heaven. That's, yeah. that's, I know, it was kind of a... Maybe that's something we can talk about is like the that fear of death because of uncertainty about mm. your relationship with God. Yeah. But that's another topic for another yeah. day. Uh, you got some more notes down there. I see. Yeah. I like making my notes. <laughs> I got phone Bible notes and then like my Strong's concordance, which is like uh index kind of dictionary for Hebrew and Greek. Mm. If you haven't looked into that, I highly suggest that you do. But um, another word that was used for singing in this um, Isaiah 54 verse is rina. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um, which is a shout of joy or grief, a cry rejoicing joy, a proclamation and triumph. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that to me it's singing proclaiming that you are triumphant in the lord and just it's those moments when you are just worshiping god for who he is not for getting something oh i'm gonna worship him to get him that's not get something that's or not. that's manipulation and that's not okay and i mean we should praise god that he is the person that is our jehovah jireh our provider mm-hmm. um but it's just worshiping him for who he is and you know just that because he loves us in that honest unadulterated way and he's saying that you can love me the same and when you do that what you worship what you focus on you're going to reflect yeah i mean all of like god set this up in a very like purposeful way mm-hmm. And, um, in the, in those moments when I was worshiping and, you know, still, um, the, the moments when I, when I'm worshiping and I experience that, um, even in just those small moments throughout the day, when I choose to just give thanks to the, to God, um, no matter what's going on, it just changes everything. And um, it definitely, <coughs> it was definitely like a changing and learning process. Like through that, I feel like there was a lot of things that God healed in my heart, mm-hmm. um, in my spirit. And um, it was just that crying out to God and just giving all to God. And um, I think, I think David in the Bible is like almost everyone's favorite character, but, um, other than Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, um, to me, he's one of my favorites because of his example of worship. Mm -hmm. And, um, I know Bill Johnson like alluded to him or talked about him when he spoke about this Isaiah verse, but, um, he was such an amazing example of worship. I mean, he established worship in the temple. Mm. <clears throat> um, 
And one of my favorite stories about him is um, his undignified worship. And um, he <coughs> was wanting to bring the presence of God back to um, Israel. And they were wanting to bring the Ark of the Covenant um, back into the temple, mm-hmm. <coughs> which was, you know, just a tent at the time. But, um, you know, they tried it one way, like on this cart, and then somebody died, and it was yeah, just... Yeah, God wasn't having it. <coughs> it, was, it was not the way they were supposed <clears throat> to do it. And so David was like, okay, let's go back and let's see what's going on. Because at that time, God's presence would sit on the Ark of, Ark yeah, of the, the Covenant. Seat. Yeah, it was it was literally like a throne, the mercy seat. <coughs> um, but David realized that the Ark of the Covenant was always carried by people, um, by priests. Mm-hmm. And because God's presence is supposed to rest on his people, on us. And that was the... Old Testament, I think, equivalent of showing that. And so David created this huge parade, I mean, huge procession of um, instrumentalists and dancers and singers, I believe, (coughs) and created this huge procession, and I believe he led it, but he was just wearing, like, his undergarments, um, just, like, in that day, I guess, just, like, you know a little robe that you would wear under your clothes or whatever and dance through the entire city (coughs) just giving praise to god in this exuberant way and everybody was playing and shouting and singing and all of the city saw it and his wife um michael i believe is her name um saw this from the palace and it says that she looked on him with like disdain Mm -hmm. because um and it says whenever he comes back to the palace she says very sarcastically um oh wasn't the king of israel glorious today um you know dancing in his undergarments in front of all of the people and the maid servants and it was she was embarrassed by him and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> gentlemen don't say this to your wives <laughs> and he says it was me that god chose before your father her father was saul um to lead the people of israel and basically was like i will praise my god even in this undignified way and i will be more undignified than this and when i hear that it's just like that that's what I want to be mm-hmm. because it says that he was a man after God's own heart. And that is an example of how he did that. And you go and you read the Psalms and he just pours out his heart. I mean, he was oh, yeah. so dramatic in some of the ways he spoke, but I mean, he had some real stuff going on. Yeah. People <laughs> wanting to kill him, you know, like it, it's, yeah, it's real. And, but that's what God wants. He wants us to just be real with him and to be honest with him. And um, I I 
I, I try to keep in mind something that David says in the Bible. Um, I never want to give God something that didn't cost me. And I try to reflect that in how I lead worship at our church um, and how I just worship him in my own time. And it's, I mean, I'm not saying that I do that perfectly every single time, <coughs> but I think it's, it's something that we are told that we're supposed to do. And um, I highly suggest go and um, just, you know, go read more about how David worshiped. I highly suggest going and reading it. Mm -hmm. um, <coughs> but, I mean, it's just such an example of like, even bef like with this, even before the child comes, even before the presence of the Lord came and was inhabiting with the Israelites, even before there's freedom in the slavery, like praising God and knowing that he is the overcomer and that he is going to do it. And just, it's a trusting him kind of process. But there is this joy that comes, that comes from absolutely nothing else. And just this trust with him. Yeah. And it's like, I've experienced this with you. And I just, I just, I know that I know that I know mm -hmm. that, um, that God is with me and everything else just rolls off of me. And, and it's like, well, that's easier said than done. And yeah, it is. <laughs> but, um, it's worth it. Yeah. <clears throat> I was just thinking about Isaiah 54. Um, and the book Isaiah, very, very interesting book. I'm doing a whole study on it right now. Um, at this point in time, the Israelites would have been in exile. Right. Um, they're, they've already been pillaged and plundered by the Assyrians, and then the Babylonians take them into captivity. Mm. Um, and this is where the hope part of Isaiah is coming into play where he's talking about the Messiah and everything yeah. and the tent and in, in my mind I'm taking it this way is Israel is supposed to be preparing for Jesus yeah it's supposed to be preparing itself <laughs> for God's descending him coming into flesh because they Isaiah talks about the king that is going to reign forever, that is from David's line, and is supposed to make the new Jerusalem and everything. And he, he lays everything out very, very, very in detail. Yeah. And that is Israel supposed to be preparing for that. And it's a joyous occasion because this king, after all this destruction and damage, like, it gets... It's like God is like I was reading like chapter nine. It's like God's fist is still clenched, ready to like crush Israel. Like it's like all of this death and destruction. And it's like the vineyards will be just um, food for the the beast of the field, and like it's just all of these sort of deal. But like you get into this part of Isaiah, and it's all about joy and hope because the King is coming. Yeah. Um. And 
what I read from my, uh, or what I've been talking about from Isaiah 54 is just the first verse. <clears throat> but um, what I think you're alluding to is the second verse um, that says, enlarge your house or enlarge your tent, um, build an addition, spread out your home and spare no expense. And that to me, like, and like you were saying is, um, making that room before those things come. And mm -hmm. that's an act of faith in this analogy. It's like making room for the baby, like building on the nursery, the baby's room before the baby even comes before you're even pregnant. Yeah. And <laughs> for them, it was, um, this analogy of like build onto your tent, make room for this coming King. And I think in our own lives, for me, like this was making more time for God in my daily life, making mm -hmm. more, um, conscious more, decisions. Yeah. Conscious decisions. And I think, I mean, whatever your situation is like, thanking and praising God for who he is, knowing that he's going to be your overcomer. And then like, uh, doing those acts of faith that build on and make the room. I think for me right now, um, with our youth, um, we had our first meeting, a um, couple days ago on Friday <coughs> and we started out with, with four kids, but, um, I, we had a great time mm -hmm. and I, I guess for me, an act, the act of faith is, um, even with four kids, it seemed like a really small number. Um, we're gonna, we have this little room in the church, um, that we are going to decorate and paint and make it our own. And it's so that there is this inviting place for more kids and it's a place where kids are going to want to bring their friends yeah <coughs> um and but i mean even in um just everyday life like I th and i think god like he like last week after we recorded i was like i feel like we should maybe talk like do an episode on joy because that's something that we were both really passionate mm -hmm. about. I feel like this is God like reminding us to be conscious of that again. Yeah. Um, very purposefully. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, we talk about it, but it's like, are you as conscious of it as you used, used to, to be? be? Yeah. Um, what would you say are places that you have or that you are right now? Um, you know, doing those acts of faith or have done those acts of faith to um enlarge your tent so to speak um <coughs> definitely with work um very bold with work <laughs> okay um definitely with work being very bold with how i'm doing our show this year we've got like a 51 foot wall and everything so it's just you know being more like going for the gold type deal um and then with this this show you know 
this was a leap of faith uh, to even do because, you know, it went from, oh, do I post anything about God on Facebook to I'm going to, we're going to do a show together and we're going to blast it all over the internet. You know, it's just <laughs> like enlarging that tent because I know God is going to use this as a vehicle to spread his word. Yeah. What about you? Um, I mean, like the youth group and <clears throat> I think, well, um, I'm working on songs right now, um, writing like worship songs, songs that God just puts on my heart and my intention <laughs> is to record them at some point yep. and it's gonna be awesome <laughs> um it's something that i feel like earlier on in my life like god said i should do and um he's taken me through this path of um getting me out of the way so to speak and also taking me through music school and um, you know all of these experiences that have built up to me having the knowledge that I have now to be able to write mm -hmm. the kind of things that I want to write and it's I'm still still very much learning and exploring like yeah. <coughs> I'm trying to figure out like the sound that I want and all of that but that's besides the point it's like I'm right now writing all the songs for something um that i i don't quite know is how it's gonna happen um i have ideas but um as far as recording and you know sharing it with people and things like that but i'm making the plans making the preparations and the material to go with that ministry mm -hmm. and i'm i'm doing some of them at church as well we did one of them today <coughs> um but um and i think just i think enlarging your tents like that expression um I think can have a lot of different meanings because for me a lot of times it's like just making more room for god to bless me and to fill up that tent and a lot of times that's me getting out of the way and asking god to give me more capacity uh. for him and what he's doing <coughs> excuse me and um like this past week i wrote a song that was very different from the other stuff that I've written mm. but it was a very real story um I don't know if that's something I should get into right now but I think we can talk about it at a different point yeah um but it was just and it came from me after a very long and difficult day um choosing to listen to something music that would lift me up and encourage me and 
um, was listening to something that I wouldn't normally listen to. Um, a man named Jason Upton, and he just has a very different writing style. And just listening to that, like it was very much like poetic, and that is something that I've kind of gotten away from. And like just letting God just talk to me and encourage me when I didn't necessarily feel like it. And I chose to think on him rather than what I was feeling or what was going on or what had happened. And yeah. through that was able to create something that I now think about. And it's like this really special and beautiful thing. And so it's, it's all about intentional choices and we can choose despite what we feel, what we think, um, we are not what we feel. Yeah. And everything we <coughs> say or do, it's not like, oh, the devil made me do it. It's our choice. So this week, make the conscious decision. I'm going to be making the conscious decision this week yeah. to be more joyous and more thankful for what God is doing in my life. Yeah. Because... Even if it's you woke up in the morning and that's the best thing that happens to you in the day, hey, thank God that you woke up because some people don't get to. So there you go. Just find the little 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 pearls. Well, I think once you find mm -hmm. one, it's you'll easy start to find the next more. one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there you have it, everybody. Let us know what you think. We're gonna pray. We're gonna pray because we love praying. We're gonna pray with you. Lord, we just thank you that your joy is our strength. We thank you that we can be undignified in our worship with you, Lord, that we can just open up and bear our souls to you, Lord, and that you love us regardless of what is going on, Lord. God, I pray this week that each one of us will be more mindful of the joy that you're putting in our lives, Lord, and that we're more thankful for the things that you're doing for us, God. God, I just pray right now, if they have not made that dedication in their life to you, Lord, that they'll just ask you into their hearts. Yes. Lord, just come into my heart. Make me a clean vessel for you. Make me a new creation through you, Lord. I ask you as my Lord and Savior to make me clean and use me. Let your will become my will, Lord. God, I pray that everybody's week is going to be amazing, Lord. It's going to be full of joy, and they're going to see your awesome, mighty power moving in their lives, Lord. We ask this in your name. Amen. Well, there you have it, everybody. It's almost knock over my big blue cup uh, <laughs> all over the recording stuff. We hope that you enjoyed the episode. If you have any prayer requests, please don't hesitate. Yes. Email us at BeAlightShow at gmail.com. Tell us what you're joyful about. I love getting to hear what people's like, man, I just, I am so happy about these things. It's, yeah. It just, it helps build up everybody. So definitely don't feel shy. Yeah, Share that. Yeah, like. Share like any testimony that you have where you did just choose to look at God and be joyful despite a circumstance. Mm -hmm. um, sharing testimonies 
it gives people the opportunity and God the opportunity to make it happen again. Yes. So, yeah, definitely share that. Yes, we'd love to hear it. Hope that you're weak as well. This has been Zach. And Amy. Have a blessed week.